This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, we jumped up here to the Anne Arundel County Food Bank again on Marbury Road in the, uh, I don't want to say in the shadows of the uh, Crownsville Hospital Center. You're in the heart of the Crownsville Hospital Center, but we were with Executive Director Leah Paley, as well as Marketing and Communications Manager Melanie Kincaid. How are you guys doing today? Doing all right. How about yourself? Awesome. I'm ready for fall, man. I, we, we, had, we had a couple great <laughs> days yet. of winter where it was really, really nice, and now the humidity's back, and you know, what, what are you going to do? But fall is on the way. The Renaissance Festival is getting underway. They're talking about the corn maze up in Gambrels. Uh, kids are moaning and groaning that they're going back to school. I know mine are. Uh, <laughs> teachers are moaning and groaning even louder. <laughs> um, Can't uh, blame them. <laughs> true, true. Um, but what we did is we wanted to talk about um, September, which is a big month for uh, the food bank and the food banks and mm-hmm. just across the, the country, and it's Hunger Action Month. I read an article, and I, I don't know whether, Leah, whether you were the one to answer this, but I read an article recently where you were saying that, you were quoted as saying that the need even now is still exceeding even where we were. I think it was even where we were during the pandemic or maybe before the pandemic. And it sort of blew my mind because, I mean, you pick up the news and, you know, COVID is like you have to look up what, the, what it was. Nobody's talking about it anymore. It seems so far in the past you talk about unemployment as being low, and those were sort of the drivers the last time we talked. And I mean, is what? Ha- why? Why is the need still so great? Yeah, I, I do agree that people are um, trying to put put COVID behind us and uh, the aftermath of COVID and and some of the other extenuating circumstances such as inflation and, and gas prices and Russia and, and and Ukraine. All of those things combined have left us with um, the need really not going down. Uh, when we look at the numbers and and we have a lot of data available to us. We are seeing that when we compare last June, so June 21 to June 22, we actually saw an increase in the number of individuals that we um, served. It it went from about 27,000 to 39,000. Now, that's the year over year. But that's, that's, we'll say, a COVID year versus a non-COVID. Versus a, yeah, air quote on (laughs) non-COVID. But that, that's that's amazing to me. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. And and when we look at the entire year, and, and, and when I say year, I mean our, our fiscal year, which is July, July to June. When we compare the year that just ended to the year prior, the, the number is down um, when you look at that height of COVID. But when you look at the year before last, so two two years ago, when really there was just a sprinkling of COVID at the end of the fiscal year, that number is 200% higher the year that just ended right. in terms of how many people were served. Do you think this is because, I mean, during COVID, okay, we were all forced into this crazy you know, world that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the food bank was sort of an unknown entity or the help that they offered was somewhat unknown and there were more people struggling that we didn't know about that all of a sudden say oh well gosh you know we can work with the food bank and uh, you know be able to have some more money to buy you know more gas or you know you know that summer camp for the kids or the you know whatever the field trip for the school or something like that I mean is I mean it almost seems like 
it was like, okay, we've now discovered this great resource and we're using them. Is that, is that a possibility or? Well, I do believe that the pandemic shown us uh, a light on food insecurity and also incre- helped to increase awareness about the resources that existed and also through government funding and, and private dollars, it, it, it gave additional dollars to be able to do more. Um, we, I would still quote that when we look at the number of people coming to access services during the pandemic versus prior to the pandemic, we're seeing uh, about 50% of those, those individuals telling us, I've never gone to a food pantry before. So I do think that overall there was an increased need. I mean, we, we know that there were a number of people who lost their jobs or had their hours reduced, their pay cut, um, maybe got COVID, were out of work, didn't have sick leave, those, those sorts of things. So I just think overall the need increased. People were so, so many people are um, just one paycheck away from being food insecure. Um, and so that really heightened, heightened that need. So I do think that that played a significant role in why we ended up serving more people during the pandemic. Okay. Well, and, and you know, you, you mentioned one paycheck away from being food insecure. And I mean, I don't think that's something that's uh, foreign to most people, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, you know, as much as we like to think that we're living in this, you know, wonderful world and it's not all Facebook, <laughs> it's not everything that you put on Facebook. And I mean, we are, we are all, all struggling. We're all, you know, with inflation and everything else, we're watching our, our dimes and our nickels and everything else. Is there a, I mean, is there a typical person that is food insecure that you have? I mean, I mean, I imagine this crosses, you know, all socioeconomic, I mean, you know, you know, bound boundaries and racial boundaries and everything else. I mean, there's no. It does. I mean, when we look at our county, we know that Anne Arundel County is a county that is predominantly white. Um, but when you look at who are those individuals who qualify for SNAP benefits, that's uh, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, what, what we probably more commonly know as food stamps. Um, when you look at that information, though, and, and, and that really doesn't include everyone who's food insecure because uh, that the eligibility criteria is, is not necessarily in line with how one uh, comes up with the, who is food insecure. And, and um, so I would say that when you actually look at SNAP beneficiaries, you see that a lot more people who, uh, who are black, who are Hispanic, are um, eligible for and utilizing those benefits versus white people, which make up uh, predominantly the majority of, of our county. So I do believe that it's important to, to recognize that people of color are disproportionately affected, although that everyone of, of all colors are, are impacted. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I, I do also want to mention out for those that are listening to is that uh, you're not just here at Marbury Road at the Crownsville Hospital Center. I mean, you are taking this show on the road. Uh, you supply food pantries. You supply organizations that have that set up the pantries. So, I mean, if somebody is living in deep in South County or deep in North County, um, there is access to food from the food bank in their closer community than in here in central central Anne Arundel County, right? Yes, that's correct. So our organization serves as a distribution hub. We collect the food and distribute it to over 70 partners 
throughout the county. So these partner organizations are in every different um, community where there is a need. And we really do focus on areas where there's higher levels of poverty, where uh, it might be a census tract known as a food desert, where there isn't sufficient uh, nutritional in, uh, food in that community. So we really try to hone in on where is the biggest need and make sure that we have relationships with partners in those communities who are responsible for distributing that food. You said 70? Roughly 70 partners across the county. That's giant. Yes. That's giant. It's funny you said food desert, and I had never heard that term until about two years ago. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether you know Jessica Packler over in Eastport. She runs, she works, she's the queen of volunteering for everything. And she was telling us that like Harbor House and uh, Eastport Terrace and stuff like that was, was a food desert. Mm-hmm. And I'm going... Oh, what are you talking about? You know, you're just stirring something up. And I, I had never heard anything. I, I said, you know, I mean, the giant is, you know, a, a mile and a half down the road. And apparently that's out of the realm of, you know, for that neighborhood to be able to, you know, they need to have some place to be able to walk. Yeah. And, and yep. I'm like, so I learned something new and I was uh, educated. So, yeah. And, and, and it really is important Um of course, to be able to access nutritional items in order to have a, a healthy life and to be successful. So, you know, we really are trying to look at where are the gaps in service and to fill those gaps. It may be having a uh, community partner who's already in that community who we can supply with food in order to be able to feed our community members. And we're providing that food for free. Um, so we are eliminating any barriers for our partners in the community to getting the food to be able to distribute it. Right. And, and I know in that article also that we talked about, um, you were quoted as saying that you're buying a lot more food than you were receiving as far as donations go. I mean, obviously, you still do take donations for, of food. Um, yes, that's correct. We do take donations of food. And and I, I would say there are a few different contributing factors to why, um, or to, I should say, to how we've acquired food has shifted um, prior to the pandemic. Uh, there really just wasn't a lot of money flowing into the food bank in order to purchase food. And with the COVID relief funds made available through the federal government, we have been able to uh, purchase upwards of million dollars a year for the last last three years uh, in food, whereas prior to the pandemic, we were looking at maybe around $185,000 worth of food purchased. And then operationally, you've got, you know, you can't have a whole warehouse during COVID, height, height of COVID, you can't have a warehouse bustling full of volunteers all elbow to elbow sorting things out. And, you know, people were hesitant to go out. That's, um, so that yeah, makes sense. That's that's very true. We we one hundred percent of the volunteer workforce initially at the start of the pandemic um, was was paused. That our volunteer program just to be able to assess what was safe, what wasn't. A number of our um, community members who were seniors who who had been our the majority of our volunteer population didn't feel comfortable sure. coming out. Of course, um, and and so we had to rethink what our workforce looked like since we had such a huge number of volunteers that were assisting us. And thankfully, through that federal funding made available, we were able to hire um, individuals who are are now our, our workforce in the warehouse. And that has actually helped us significantly with respect to the efficiency of our operations. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, aafoodbank.org is the website. And uh, you can find out where to get food. You can find out where to donate food. You can find out what is needed there. Uh, also money. 
uh, let's let's face it. I mean, if you're buying more food, I mean, you're going to need more money. And I, I don't anticipate, you know, the COVID funds in existence 30 years from now. No. Uh, so. Well, you they're, they're, as far as we know, they will not be in existence after <laughs> June 30th, 2023. <laughs> so, I mean, we have a, a uh, huge concern uh, that, of course, is, is something that keeps us <laughs> up at night and that we are doing a lot of work internally to identify of other funding sources so that we can continue to purchase the food and pay our workforce so that we can maintain our operations because as we've been talking about so far the need has not diminished significantly and we don't anticipate that it will at least for the foreseeable future you know you guys are you guys are such a vital service is just as vital as the police department the fire department or public works you know i i mean you know, we need we need to be safe. We need to make sure our houses don't burn down or get cut out of cars. We need roads to drive in and water to come to our faucets, yeah. and we and need food, to eat and food to eat. I, I mean, when we look at uh, the hierarchy of need, Maslow's hierarchy, the the three basic needs of having shelter, food, and think is it air it might be water <laughs> I, I, I gotta brush up on that um but food is is there and if you can't if you don't have food to eat you can't really do very much of anything else so it, it, it is vital to survival sure well i'll tell you what i wanted to switch in because september is a huge month and i think this is probably melanie's ballywick here that's uh, going on but it is hunger action month and that's a is that a nationwide yep. event it or, is. Uh, it's a nationwide um, awareness campaign about food insecurity and hunger um, that 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 we face. And right here in Anne Arundel County, we're bringing it. We're we're making it specific towards here in Anne Arundel County. Um, we're having many different events and um, educational type um, activities that are happening. Um, for example, on September 13th, we're happy, having um, Pamela Brown, Dr. Pam Brown, come, and she her talk is. Um, inflation's impact on food insecurity. Um, so that's just a way for you to come listen Wait, in over timely, Zoom. Huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she is a wealth of information. Uh, she has her finger on the pulse of the statistics that are going on in our in our county, and she is going to be able to just really speak specifically to what what is happening with our families in relation to how inflation's impacting them and their food um, security. And where is that going to be held? Just over Zoom. So you can oh, okay. sign up online. Um, you can find those links on the aafoodbank.org slash action and get that get that link and sign up right, right then and there. I know you guys had a great crowd um, when you did, I think it was your annual report uh, about seven months ago or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, uh, I think you're correct. It was about seven months ago. It was the big crowd on Zoom. It, yeah. was, uh, it, was, it was impressive to see the little, uh, you know, I, I love charts, you know, with a big old, you know, this is how much we did last year and this is how much we did, yeah. did this year. Um, but so what else is happening with Hunger Action Month? Yeah, so I, I mean, you said we've got this and you said that's on the 13th? The 13th. So I was kind of giving you some of the upcoming events that we have. September 22nd, and we are so thankful for being one of the beneficiary or the beneficiary yep. at Ignite Annapolis. And that's Please. a lot of fun. At Maryland Hall, it's, I call it like a TED Talk light type of a thing where you come up with a topic, you get 15 slides, they're pre-timed, and they, they don't wait for you, and you've got five minutes to tell your story. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very Pressure's interesting. <laughs> Tickets are on sale. You can get them at IgniteAnnapolis.com, and that's really going to be a fun night. It's about three hours trying to figure out... Um, 
all sorts of different things. You'll you'll laugh, you'll cry, uh, you'll think at the end, and the proceeds from that, uh, and that will be a sellout. It has for the every year that it has. Um, again, we'll go to the uh, Anne Arundel County Food Bank, and I'm sure that we'll be speaking with you up on the stage and everything else. So you've got to make sure that you get your. Uh, you know, get, get, do I get 15 slides in five minutes? No. Yeah. <laughs> the that, pressure's that's on. The, that's the surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> but we're looking forward to that and so grateful for that opportunity to, to partner with the Ignite. And I know it's going to be a great event. Um, we also, our kickoff event is September 1st, and we're going to have a food drive. We're going to be at the Wise in Odington from 5 to 7 p.m., and you're welcome to come on by and drop off some food. And the great thing is you can pick up some of these little passport books that you have in your hand. Um, and it's basically like a scavenger hunt to, to fight hunger throughout your community. So you pick up these passport books. There's different actions for you to do throughout, not only throughout the county, but also you can do that on your own, like sign up for our email list. That's an action. Or sign up for um, to volunteer on our website. That's an action. And we're, we're really fortunate to have Jessica and Bruce Morgenstern Local Impact Fund. Right. They're donating $5 for every action that you do. So you get this passport book, let us know what actions you do, and then they'll donate. We get $5 for every action that takes place. Um, and But the great thing is we also have a amazing prizes available so if you do these actions and and uh let us know like, you're supposed to return the passport booklets at the end and um there's qr codes all around town as well that you can answer questions with our local business partners that are are also participating um but we've live casino is donating a staycation uh Katziff brothers and bud light they're donation donating um four Diamond Club tickets to an upcoming game and parking. And we also, Watermark is absolutely wonderful. They're donating a 22-person chartered boat on their Miss Anne. And that's a $1,000 value. So, like, you can, there's a many different things that you can win while helping fight hunger in our county. Our final, like, thank you event at the very end, we're calling it the Cruising Out Hunger on September 29th, and that is, um, Watermark has donated that entire boat to us so that we can bring about 200 supporters together and, and really just celebrate everything that has happened throughout Hunger Action Month. I'll tell you, Jake and Laura are so great with Watermark, and that's on the Harbor Queen, right? Yes, it right? is. That's, that's a big old tacky boat that sits at the end of the city dock that everybody just absolutely loves. Oh, I've been on so it. many parties there. It's just <laughs> such a great, it's such a great asset. It is such a, it is such a fun boat. I've been on it a few times, and um, we're going to make it even more fun because not only are we going to have this awesome cruise, we're also going to have a live band and food, too. Bread and Butter Cafe is, yep. is providing some food. And who's, who's the band again, Melanie? Red Betty and the Ruckus. So... They, I'd love the name. I don't know the band. I don't yeah. know, yes, but I'm going to be there. They're actually <laughs> one of our supporters as well through their business. So Himmel's Landscape and Garden Center, they're um, they're connected with that band as well. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, Himmel's is at one of our passport locations. And you go there. It, we're making it social at Himmel's. So you take a selfie while you're there wearing something orange and finding something orange. This is great cause, because, I mean, you anywhere you can go around the county, uh, and again, which is where the areas that you serve, mm -hmm. you're able to do something. And I mean, you can do it in your living room. You can do it in your in your kitchen on the you know on you know hey kids on the school bus on the way to uh, you know on the way to school. Mm -hmm. Still blows my mind what Leah was saying about the 
the need, how it still is is growing, and um, and I and I don't doubt for a minute that you guys aren't kept awake at night, wondering about when, you know, Uncle Sam's money does dry up a little bit to do, uh, to figure out where, where it is going to be. I mean, you know, Bruce and five dollars is great, huge and generous and everything else, but it's uh, not going to be something that's going to sustain it, twenty thirty years down the line, um, and I think it's a, you know, a wonderful fun idea to do and um i mean it's a cute little book it's uh what four by four by five or something like that it's right about the size of your passport (laughs) you know that it could slightly bigger a little bit bit bigger but but you get the idea but it'll fit in the back pocket of your jeans um and you can uh you know i've got all sorts of check marks there and you can put your name right in there and uh turn it in at the end of the month Mm -hmm. or i guess earlier if you want to uh come down to the uh the the cruise and present it there to get on the boat. Exactly. So that's um, that's pretty neat. Well, you know, Hunger Action Month, you know, it's it's somewhat of a I say a misnomer. Okay, it, it's it's a great month to be able to bring out the need and you know the awareness and everything else. But I mean, it's it as we discussed, it's this is a year long, multi year, multi century type of a need that that has to continue on, and um, you know. It'd be wonderful if on October 1st we looked at the at the books and we looked in the pantry and we could see in the future and say, okay, well, Leah, Melly, sorry, you guys are unemployed. You know, you know. They're great problem to, uh, to have had solved and to, to say I'm unemployed. And I wish I wish by October 1st we could could do that, but. Um, of, of course, we all we all know that uh, it's going to take much, much more than just um, us and, and, and our community to solve solve this problem. But we are looking at not only what we can do, but what we can do in conjunction with our community partners, with our local government, and of course, um, with other stakeholders like our donors to try to alleviate food insecurity in our in our county because it, it, it's it's a need. I mean, we are looking at around eight, just over eight percent of of the county's population that are considered food food insecure. It's just under fifty thousand people. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And and you you said that you know to I mean, is is this a problem that can be solved? Ooh, uh, how much time do you have? No, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like it is. It, it seems like it's a manageable problem. I mean, it's a problem that can be managed at, yeah. at some point. Yeah, and we may, may not be there, but I, I don't know whether it can be solved. Yeah, I mean, it, it would change. It, w- it would require some significant change to um, our systems and and our, I think, uh, political mentality as as a nation. I mean, that's just that's that's just my thought, um, because I think there is very much a mentality of picking oneself up by their bootstraps. And um, also, I think there's still a lot of negativity tied with one accepting a system. And and so that in and of itself, I mean, people don't want. You know, to that's see just that. such a bunch of BS. Because you yeah. know what? You know what? I've you know I've tripped over curbs in my life, <laughs> and I really appreciate when somebody says, "Hey, can I help you get up?" And that's you know, and that's exactly what this is. Um, but uh, when you trip and fall, I'm guessing that the person is thinking, "Oh, the, what? A, that's an accident. He fell. Let me let me pick him up." And um, I think that. 
there are a lot of people in in uh, our our country and and not everyone but i think that there is this mentality of well if you're in this situation you you're the one who got yourself there and you need to get yourself out of it and that's not the case i wish that attitude wasn't there because i mean it's uh, i mean certainly i'm sure there is uh you know maybe i did throw myself off the curb <laughs> you know, I, you, know I, I, you know but but you know you know there there's so many different circumstances and and you know that whole adage you know you walk a mile in my shoes and and you you don't know what everybody is going through and what their situation is and uh, you know again as food being such a critical component of life um you know we we, we got to get behind it i mean we we really do absolutely and i think there are um some efforts underway um, when I when I see just within the state of Maryland uh, groups like Maryland Hunger Solutions or I think about uh, legislators that have have championed um, certain certain causes uh, have sponsored bills or even are supporting our operations in order to help us continue to um, be able to sustain here in this facility so there are definitely groups of people who get it and are working hard to spread awareness and to address things from a more systems level, uh, you know, looking at federal waivers for like the continuation of the uh, the free uh, meals at schools. And unfortunately, that that waiver, uh, which had been extended for some time, has expired. So go- kids going back to school now, um, some of whom w- who are no longer qualify. I mean, there are many students who no longer qualify, but there are some that may be above that uh, that mark of who qualifies or not for free and reduced meals who truly are still considered food insecure, who no longer have that food accessible. And now there's we're going back to, I think, a stigma, a negative stigma attached to it. When everyone got it, everyone gets it. Um, you don't think anything of it, but now it's just, you know, those students whose, whose families are, are poor. Are poor. The, yeah, no. And that's, that, that's ridiculous. I do know that a lot of the students that do get those meals, whether they, you know, typically be subsidized or, or whatnot, that is often the only bit of nutrition mm-hmm. that they get. And, and I, mean, I mean, I understand that. I mean, if you're in a situation, you know, you know, you may not be able to get the most nutritional thing if you're trying to feed a family of four or a family of five um, to be able to do that. You may not be able to get the quantities to do it. And And just because you can access, um, you know, Cheetos regularly at the corner store does not mean you're food secure. Um, You're very much food insecure if the food that you're acquiring is not is not healthy. Um, So very much to your point, these these nutritious meals that students have access to through the school system are are have been critical, continue to remain critical, as well as supplementary programs like our Backpack Buddies program. Um, We have partnerships across the county, I think, with 22 different schools. Yes, Melanie, shaking your head. I think that's what we ended with this year. And we have been able to supply students who qualify for free and reduced meals with backpacks that contain snacks and meals that are considered nutritious, and they're able to take that home over the weekend or for school breaks. To give them something that they may not get at home. Who would have thought in this day and age that I'd be on the side of the lunch line lady you know, with, with the food? I mean, I, I, I remember getting <laughs> lunches. Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. You know, pizza, yes. School meals <laughs> have changed, though. I mean, when I go out to my, my school-age kids' um, classrooms and I see they're in the cafeteria, I mean, they really, the, the school 
district has done a lot to improve nutrition and it is wonderful to see things that are healthy but that my kids still are interested in eating and that goes to higher education too i mean i know Absolutely. when i was when my kids were looking at at colleges and stuff like that you look and it's like the options that they have and it's like you know we've got the vegan buffet and we've got the veggie you know and i'm like <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was it was meat or meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can we get to McDonald's before it goes? <laughs> Whatever it is. Well, as as we go through the year, we go through the month. We want to fill out our passport. Um, where can we get these passports? Yeah, you can go right online to that aafoodbank.org/action, and you can fill out that online form. We can send it to you. You can pick it up, or um, you can again, you can come right to our warehouse and pick up a passport right here. That's awesome. And can I add, we are encouraging a $20 donation for uh, your passport. While that is not a requirement, we are encouraging that as a donation or more um, if, if someone is interested. And um, that, again, is, is money that comes to the, the food bank that helps us to be able to purchase food and to pay our wonderful staff and to keep the lights on. Well, I'll tell you, going forward into October, November, December, January, February, March, all the way down the line and lather, rinse, and repeat, uh, we want to look for food drives. I mean, there's going to be food drives all over. I know the schools do Harvest for the Hungry, um, which is always a pretty big food drive. A very big food drive. And this is actually the 35th year. Really? Which is really exciting. And we've had the opportunity to take a closer look at some of the numbers. And, I mean, this really is one of our biggest, if not is the biggest food drive for us every single year. And last year raised over $100,000 for the food bank. And um, we've looked at, I think, upwards of in one year, just a few years back, 200,000 pounds of food. So we are uh, teaming up with Anne Arundel County Public Schools, the Department of Education to challenge the school district to beat uh, some of these numbers at, sure. in honor of the 35th anniversary, and they're really excited about it. A little competition. Never, yes. heard, never heard anybody yes, there. Exactly. And um, the, the competition continues on with the realtors as well. They do their own Harvest mm-hmm. for the Hungry campaign, and realtors across our entire county are collecting food, they're collecting funds, and that culminates at, at the end of, I believe it's the end of October as yes. well. So. And wasn't there something with the post office? Yes, the Stamp Out Hunger, and that's that the was, spring, correct? It is the <laughs> yeah. spring, and it. this was the first year back since COVID. Right. It start, you know, getting the awareness back up again, getting our um, postal offices back in the, you know, the, the habit of well, collecting that, for us. That's Getting life back into normal out of COVID is just, it's, you know, it's like that rusty engine. It's like, mm, mm, yeah. mm. <laughs> you know, we got to figure it out. We'll get there. <laughs> we, we absolutely will. Um we can organize food drives in our neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is an action in your in your <laughs> passport booklet. So one it, action, yeah. five dollars, <laughs> and a step closer to winning that um, cruise at the end of the month, mm-hmm. yeah. just by hosting your own food drive. Awesome. Your work—that's an easy one. I mean, if you're back in the office, you know, solicit your coworkers, I guess, to. You know, bring in food. Bring in food. And money. Maybe maybe you also want to bring the group out for some team building and do some volunteering here at the warehouse. We have so many amazing businesses in our community who have come out and worked together on our sorting line to help us uh, do our work. Well, what do you need as far as, I mean, I'm going to guess that if I bring a steak with me, that's probably something that I could be all wrong, but it's probably something that you <laughs> probably don't want. That's something that we would probably prefer to buy. 
Uh, maybe you buy it frozen or, or, or whatever it may be. But I mean, what, what is the need? I mean, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, baby stuff and you guys do do that too as well, right? That's correct. Yeah. We have 14 partners that operate baby pantries throughout the county. So we do receive diapers, wipes, uh, formula, sure. uh, which is slowly ticking upwards again in terms of inventory. So we do accept those items. So those are critical because if you also think about it, individuals cannot use their SNAP benefits in order to purchase diapers. That's the, most, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And, and that's one of the most expensive darn things about raising Absolutely. infants. <laughs> Although I am thrilled that there was legislation passed this past session that would, I think, eliminate taxes on yeah. those items. So that helps uh, significantly. Um, so so those items are very much appreciated. I, I, I do think, yes, uh, non-perishable is probably appreciated. Um, we are typically purchasing protein and, and produce items, although we had a lot of uh, supporters very excited to share on social media our post about uh, gardens and just your local gardeners are are coming in and giving any of their bumper crop that they have oh, all those wonderful. extra tomatoes or cucumbers that are growing in your your gardens right now you can bring that in make sure you check in with our front desk so we can put that right in our refrigerator and get that out to our member agencies and you've got a cool little deal going with uh wild kid acres and gerardo as well Wonderful. They are they are phenomenal. We're so proud of them, and we were just so touched to have them reach out and and want to uh, don donate the uh, the proceeds from their first from their first harvest uh, to us. The, the proceeds being the actual food. And I know we've had some green beans come in so far, and there's some other items um, that are that are coming in soon. So we're excited about that. That's a great little place. Yeah. If, you, if anybody's got any kids or not, I mean, they do goat yoga. I mean, yes. how, how unqu- Everyone is talking about the goat <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I mean, I mean. And they, they do the monthly uh, farmers markets, mm-hmm. which are great, and they're getting ready to build their uh, the the barn and yes. the, uh, the, yeah. the I won't say carousel, but the round the rotunda. Circular, rotunda. Right? Is that what they're calling? It? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wonderful, and there's so many other uh, local farms that we have recently partnered with and have offered us either you know discounts or the the excess from maybe a farmers market what was left over. Uh, so that's that's just been great because nourishing food uh especially the the produce that is fresh is is just so very important to uh health outcomes and so we've really tried to bump up how much of those items we are giving out and i think just under nine hundred thousand pounds of of produce went out this past year wow well uh, here's something just just came to me what do you do with i mean okay you said that we are predominantly a, a, a white county yes um, I know that we've had the Hispanic and Latino population has just gone zoomed up. And I think they're probably about like 20% or something like that or approaching 20% now. And obviously there's ethnic foods and stuff like that that come involved in that. I mean, how does, how do you, do you hand, do you work with that? Do you handle that? We do. Um, I, so I will say that through purchase, being able to purchase food, it gives us more control, of course, over mm-hmm. what we purchase. So knowing that there might be certain pantries where they are predominantly serving a certain population and they have uh, shared with us, we really could benefit from X, Y, and Z items because of uh, the client population seeking our services are asking for these things, then we can look for those items in bulk and make sure we're purchasing them and giving them out directly to to those partner sites. That's cool. So you're you're in tune with the with with the with your clients that are the or the, the folks that need 
your services. Absolutely. To, we want to make sure that they're getting things that that they can use, that they want to use, that um, it's very much more in line with a client choice model. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's nothing worse than, than giving out a, you know, and most, a like, giving out a meal and go, oh, my God, I hate peas. Yeah. <laughs> come here, Fido. You know, you know. Absolutely. We want people to uh, come and say, yes, you know, this is something that I can use and that I'm excited to eat and, and can make a meal for my family. Right, right. Well, donating is easy. You can go to aafoodbank.org. Uh, you can do it right there. You can, uh, uh, if you've got a check with several commas in it and maybe a lot of zeros or something like that. You <laughs> well, can bring that, that over nice. here and they, yeah. they'll take you out to lunch. I don't yeah, know. We'll don't. roll out the red carpet. Uh, but I, I'd love to see a red carpet here. Yes. This doesn't look like it. this doesn't look like a red carpet kind of I mean <laughs> this is such a working it's such a working warehouse and you can tell that there's a lot of work that gets done here. Um, but you can volunteer to work here at uh, the food bank. Uh, you can look for other ways throughout the out the community to help. If you can, you know, donate food, donate your time, donate, um, you know, you know, cash. It's all easy. Absolutely. Um, Follow us on social media. You can share our posts, comment, all of that stuff that just um, can, in addition to supporting us directly, help us spread awareness about food insecurity, about the good work that we're doing. Well, the thing is, and again, you want to remember too that we're all very, very close to being food insecure. Uh, we're, if you really think about it, uh, and I do encourage everybody to think about it, you're probably going to realize that you're a lot closer than you realize. And I can't think of anything more locally focused than feeding your neighbor. And that's, that's, that's just really gets me is to say, you know, this is my neighbor down the street is struggling to feed his family. And, uh, you know, but for the grace of God, I'm good. I, I, I'm okay. Uh, but I can help, and it's you, you know you're the the central clearinghouse to be able to bring it in and make that happen, and I think it's just a wonderful thing. And I mean, we do all need a helping hand sometimes, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, asking for help when you need it. Absolutely agreed. But get your passport. Come on down to Marbury Road and check out check out their facility here. It's a really quite an impressive uh, operation that they have. Uh, volunteers and staff all working very hard to make sure that everybody in our county, the 50,000 some odd people that are food insecure right here, our own neighbors, are getting are getting the nutritional food that they need. Yes. And no Cheetos, right? No Cheetos. No. <laughs> the Cheetos every once in a while are okay. <laughs> yes, but absolutely. And, and I would just add that it, it, it takes a village. Um, we are so grateful to all of our volunteers, people who live in this community, who live throughout the county, who organize food drives. Um, there are so many groups that are every single year, every single month are organizing a food drive. Uh, individuals, businesses who have supported us time and time again, our local government partners, the state, we, we couldn't do we couldn't do this without them. So very grateful to them and, and thank you to you, John, for right. this opportunity. AAfoodbank.org is where you want to go. And thank you to Leah Paley, who is the CEO. And are you CEO and executive director? The CEO, director? yes. Yeah, that, that's an exciting uh, concept that came out of our organizational improvement process. So you're not an executive director? No, that is a, that's a title that... Um, then I apologize. That is okay. That <laughs> apology accepted. I don't have to curtsy or anything like no, that. Do I? Okay. No, that's, that's, unex that, that's not necessary. <laughs> 
Um, but thank you, Leah Pelley, who is the CEO of the Arundel County Food Bank, and Melanie Kincaid, who's uh, been handling all the marketing and all the outreach and everything else. And uh, you guys have done a, a, a great job. I mean, I think uh, you know COVID sort of forced the hand a little bit, but I mean, you guys took that ball and really ran with it. And I think uh, you know you're doing just such a lion's share of work. It's it's pretty amazing. But get your passports. You can go online. They'll have them mail it out to you. You can come pick it up. Actually, save the stamp, and you can learn something new when you come out here to do that. And and do your actions. And we want to make sure that at the end of September that Bruce and Jessica are broke. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And that we see each and every one of you listening on the cruise on the 29th. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you for your work. And um, I can't wait to get going for uh, Hunger Action Month. Awesome. Thank you. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. <laughs>